from the side of a major highway in central New Jersey. <laughs> We're in a Wendy's parking lot. This is uh, teeing up with Jeremy Schilling. Tuesday, July 18th, uh, 2017. Um, Open Championship Week. Tuesday of Open Championship Week. We are joined by our, by our friend Alex Lazan. Alex, in all your time, is this the weirdest interview you've ever given? I am in a Wendy's parking lot. Is that uh, pretty unique for you? It might be. I hear you've really been kind of moving and shaking a lot and really taking these interviews uh, out to the depths of the world. So you're uh, you're not messing with the traditional studio function anymore, I see. So no. In fact, and it's up on iTunes if you want to listen to it, in 2011 I did a show from an Israeli kibbutz. So, um, <laughs> uh, so teeing it up has gone places and it's 10 years, uh, 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 10 years of existence, nine and a half, ten years. We haven't talked in a while on the air. Um, it's been a weird year in golf. We, we kind of had Dustin's three wins and then he falls down the stairs. We've had Jordan win once sleepingly at Pebble and then once insanely. Jason Day's had off the course issues that's not led on the course success. Rory can't stay on the course. Adam Scott's been dull. Um, Justin Thomas was hot early and has not done anything late. It's been a weird year in golf, hasn't it? Yeah, there's just been a lot of pop-ups, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, 10, 15-day periods where guys look like they're, you know, a top three player in the world, and then they, you know, miss a couple cuts. Uh, all those guys, and I was kind of, you know, rummaging through as I was moving through my picks for this week, it's hard to really say that anyone is on great form. There's no. a lot of guys on good form, and there's a lot of guys on mm, average form. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas is an example. Looks great, great win player, top 10 U.S. Open, top 5 Memorial, misses the last two cuts. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, people are going, come, coming and going in waves with their game this year, but, uh, it's definitely opened up for a, for a wider field of competition and it's enabled a lot of other guys to win as well. So, hey, if you're spreading the competition out, it's, it's giving more opportunities to, uh, for young players to, to make faces in the game. So. To me, Justin Thomas is the perfect summary of this. He shoots 63 and then does nothing on Sunday at the U.S. Open. It was within the same event we had golf 2017. Yeah, it was wild. I, I bet Justin Thomas in that, uh, I believe he was going off around 35 or 40 to 1 odds. Familiar enough, he's a 45 to 1 underdog this week to win. And, you know, he's a, a popular pick kind of alongside Jordan Spieth um, because they have kind of the same bulldog mentality and they both embrace the opportunity to play in conditions like this. And, you know, as you saw great things, but obviously, you know, flash in the pan moments with these young players that haven't been able to kind of put it together consistently uh, for a long stretch. You know, another guy we're obviously looking at is Ricky Fowler. You know, you know a bunch of top fives, I believe five or six in majors now. And feel you feel like he's destined to win an open championship at some time soon. But, uh, you know, has he been on super great form? No, not not for four rounds of a tournament in a while. So um, it's yet to be seen how these young guys can perform. I'd like to see them on this Brookdale layout, though, because it's, it looks like it's going to be a real thinker's, shot maker's course. Second shot golf course, so it seems. And if the weather gets up like they say it might with the wind and the rain, who knows? Let's go through a couple things since we haven't talked in a while. Um, Sergio wins the Masters, hasn't done anything since. Uh, but I think you and I both would agree that he has a different kind of ceiling than a Brooks Kepka. What do you view Brooks Kepka's ceiling as? Because Brooks, to me, has been an underachiever. It was only his second PGA Tour win. He was hurt. He played through the injury trying to make the Ryder Cup team. He's done a lot of different 
um, or or had a lot of different things happen. He's as talented as anybody, but he has not gotten the results. What do you think his ceiling is um, looking into the future? You know, they're, they're BFFs and they train all the time, but it's just hard not to compare him to Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, they they hit the ball the exact same way in my mind. And, and from what I've seen from them watching tournaments and live in person, they have the, a very same kind of swagger around the course, uh, very calm, cool demeanor, not a whole lot of words to be said. You know, you're not going to hear much from Brooks Kepka on Twitter at all. He's just not that kind of guy. He's not He's not built that way. But uh, you can see that he's got a great support system around him and the work that he's put in with Dustin. It, it makes you think that maybe he could have that sort of ceiling. He could potentially re- reach the top of the world ranking if he figures out how to consistently putt and chip the ball and um, and parallel it with the, with the great driving performance he saw at Aaron Hills. You and I uh, both have, have played competitive golf in our lives. Um, you better than me. Just but, enough. But, Nothing but, crazy. Yeah, but both of us have. We've seen a lot of um, victories, agonies of, uh, sorry, agonies of defeat and ecstasies. Where does the speed celebration from Hartford rank? Well, let's put it this way. That was the first golf shot of 2017 season that actually got me up out of my chair and, and, and actually emitting a scream at the TV. I wow. mean, you know, okay. well, you, can, you can have, you can, you can have, I've seen lots of big putts and shots this year. I'd say maybe second off the top of my head in wow shots. Um, second place being the Kevin Kisner uh, chip yeah. to, to continue things there. I forget what tournament that was at Good. recently in the last month or two. Yeah. Good. So I, I would, I would say, yeah, I'd say it was at that level. I mean, it was just amazing because of the moment. And Spieth is the perfect guy to go around that course. Um, it's a shorter course at TPC River Highlands. I've loved the time I've gone there, and I've always remembered that stage at 18. That crowd has always been like that. That isn't just the last five or ten years thing. It's always centered around that 18th green. It's a beautiful finishing hole. I saw a great playoff there between Bubba Watson and Corey Pavin when Bubba Watson notched an emotional win there about a decade ago. And uh, it's a really great setting. So that just added to the whole spectacle of the shot and the rake got back to Michael Greller. I was good to, I was glad to see that FedEx took care of that and got it back to him in pretty good time actually. So pretty good for carrier. Not how, bad. Much, how much do you think that cost? <laughs> well based on the amount of, you know, large things I ship for my job daily in the IT computer industry, I'm guessing there must have been at least an extra what, sixty, eighty bucks of shipping on that for the size of it and the package. Must must have been, yeah. That's crazy. But well worth it. Great, great moment, great celebration. And for just a, a fraction of a second, a golf celebration looked an acceptable amount of coolness. Uh, just for that yeah. moment. We, they, we just got it right, just for that moment. And we fi- yeah, and, and we finally um, had a golf clip go viral this year for good reasons. You know, it was, it was no rules core fawful, no weirdness. It was actually a, a good golf uh, clip that went viral. Speaking of you, Alex, I want to talk about John Rahm for a second here. John Rahm has only really been a professional golfer um, for, what, 13, 14 months. He almost wins the Quicken Loans last year. He comes out at Torrey this year and knocks that insane eagle, uh, which, by the way, maybe that got you out of your seat, too. I mean, it's easy to forget because it's been January, but that was a uh, one heck of a shot itself. And then he goes to the match play, which you were at and worked, and... The dude just starts bombing it alongside Dustin. And the way he attacked Austin Country Club, I think, to me, he showed a swagger. He took Dustin to the 18th green. And while he didn't win again until 
uh, two weeks ago at the Irish Open, I think we saw some of the swagger out of John Rahm. I would say more so at the match play than even at Tory. Yeah, there was a little bit of a maturation uh, moment for Rom in that uh, that Austin weekend here at the match play tournament because he was, if you remember, he was pitted in the same mini bracket at the beginning as Sergio Garcia, which is essentially yeah. his, you know, older brother and and uh, companion as well, fellow countryman Spaniard, and he absolutely annihilated him in that highly anticipated Friday match to go three and zero in that mini bracket and rolled right through to the final and played Dustin Johnson down to the last hole. You know, he drove it over a par four green and won, and was unable to get up and down accordingly uh, for other reasons. But was that close on the last hole, to taking Dustin Johnson to extra holes at the time when he was playing his best golf of his entire career. Uh, so it gives you a lot of perspective. You know, the the thing that we're, we're all really keying in on right now is his ability to kind of just control that attitude, keep the temper at you know uh, an orange instead of a, a code red, <laughs> so uh, so he can kind of be alert and not let. I'll let the smallest of shots get to him too much because the Open's definitely going to test his patience this week for sure. You got that right, especially if he ends up in the wind. Talking to Travis Lozano about golf in the Open Championship. Alex, let's talk about Ricky Fowler. He had such a good opportunity at Aaron Hills. He leads through two rounds, doesn't get it done on the weekend. But he's got a new uh, person in his life, and we saw at the players two years ago what happens when he was happy. Uh, romantically, do you put two and two together that Ricky A is playing well, but B off the course maybe happy, and that maybe this is the week where he finally gets the first major? Yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, Jeremy, let's put it this way. He went through and liked all of her Instagram photos. Really? All of them. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, heard, I saw a crazy amount of them get liked at once uh, in my in my recent days. But uh, he's he's very smitten with that uh, Allison Stoke, the uh, pole vaulter there. So he's Seriously. very happy in that department. Um, he's had great open finishes, like I said earlier. And this is going to be a little bit different. I think this is a little bit more of a tactician's open course um, versus a little bit more of the wide open fields where he's had success in some past open championships so I think he is going to have to control the driver in three wood uh, and make sure he's hitting probably two or three more fairways around than he is on average I think that's been one of his main bugaboos for his big numbers uh, in the earlier half of the season so that's what I'll be looking out for for him like, like you said earlier big second shot golf course uh, Phil's second shots are going to be key this week uh, he's a 45-50 to 1 underdog that definitely hit has a chance to, to make a stance this week at a venue like this. Going no driver, two, three, three irons. What do you think about that, Jeremy? I, I, I saw a tweet about that, and I didn't get a chance to read his, his, um, his, his uh, theory behind it. So uh, maybe you can help me here. Why is he going with a strong three-wood plus a three-iron? Just does not feel he needs to even keep the driver in the bag. Doesn't see a scenario where he'll hit it and gain advantage uh, on the par fives where he wants to be more aggressive with his tree, tee shot. He's just comfortable hitting the three wood based on the practice rounds he's had. So interesting. Didn't hear too much more than that, but uh, maybe maybe it'll be something more to be said about that this week. But hey, he's put crazy strategies like this uh, in play before and has success as well. So no driver, two drivers, all sorts <laughs> of things. Here's my question on that, Alex. Uh, have you ever played with a caddy? I have. Uh, a friend of mine in a tournament. Okay. Uh, and it was an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, only, only done it a couple times. I didn't play great in the tournament. It was nice to have them there. But um, having not played a lot of tournaments at 
being myself as a player, it's uh, it's interesting to kind of you know toe that line between your friend and caddy trying to get you around the course and in the least number of shots. Um, so because you know we're friends, we like to rib each other for our swings and shots. But there's a time in a competitive round where you don't really want to do that. So it was an interesting experience. But yeah, a couple times I have. Here's why I asked that. It's really interesting in my book that that this is is Tim Mickelson's first major on Phil's bag because if there's ever a week where you need somebody to potentially call you off a shot, it's the Open Championship because of the variables, because, you know, hey, there's a gust back off, whatever. This is Phil being very much Phil first. This is him taking charge, I would think. I don't think Tim's going to call him off a shot this week. Um, how do you think this dynamic will play with this being the first major of their relationship? Because for me, I'm wary of Phil because he can't finish 72 holes, see Memphis. But I'm also wary because he just cannot. Um, it's just a weird week to have a new caddy on the bag. It is, yeah. And uh, I wonder if uh, Bones isn't going to be the uh, scorned ex-girlfriend, you know, requesting to follow Phil's group every single day of the week for NBC he, or something like he that. He will not. He will not. He, uh, he told Golf Digest um, in the latest Golf Digest podcast that he and Tommy Roy have agreed uh, that he will not follow Phil for the time there being. They want to give it some time, that they know <laughs> it'll happen eventually, but that they don't want to have some kind of awkwardness and make headlines that way, you know, five days out of the box. Yeah, got it. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, no, it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how he plods around the course. You know, you're right; he's not going to get called off for a gust, or maybe maybe we're underestimating Tim's ability to catch for for his brother. Uh, but uh, it will be interesting to see how he reacts in those scenarios where he does hit the Aaron shot. He can't. He, I don't know if he turns to Tim in the same manner that he turned to Bones for the last twenty some odd years. You know, when he hits an Aaron shot with the you know, why didn't you call me off look or something like that? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be very interesting if Phil gets um, frustrated this week, how he responds and, and how he goes from there. One guy we have not talked about this um, so far on this podcast, well, there's two people that I want to focus on. One is Tommy Fleetwood. This is home for him. And one is Hideki Matsuyama, who nobody realizes finishes second at the U.S. Open to Brooks Kepka. This is a guy in Matsuyama, Alex, who you and I who watch any golf that's on TV at any time knows that in any given day he can dominate like few people on the planet can. Tommy Fleetwood, I've long said, um, could be this year's Danny Willett in the sense of American audiences don't know about him um, and he suddenly blossoms. I also said that about uh, Terrell Hatton who has not had a good spring and summer. Take those two guys, what do you think? Well, first thing on Fleetwood is the one highlight I heard from him this week making headlines for me is that he used to sneak onto this course when he was younger. And that that's just, first of all, he earned some brownie points right there. So I am going to support his effort to win this week. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily his week, but I do see his game is on the rise. He's been very impressive. And obviously, Summit Aaron Hills was very competitive as well there with a great finish. I love Hideki. He's one of my picks. Uh, Jeremy, you know, I pick a handful of guys every week and kind of spread the wealth around, see if I can pick a guy on Wednesday to win the tournament. I am gonna gonna put money on him at twenty one to one odds right now. Um, there's about five or six guys that are favored ahead of him. And when you consider the fact that he's ranked number two in the world and he's won this year, had some great recent finishes, and obviously great finish in the last major, uh, it's it's hard to stay away from him because he's such a great ball striker and 
I, I'm looking at, you know, specifically for him, uh, eight iron through four iron, just absolutely, you know, crushing the competition on par fours and, and hitting it close and giving himself opportunities. That's that's how he's going to do it. I think for him too, he may have to win pulling away. It, re- it really, it really, it could, it could be an impressive victory um, for him if he's able to really put all of his ball striking that we've seen the past couple of years together on a course like this. I'm going to throw out a name, call me crazy. I think Steve Stricker plays some good golf this week. Um, oh, there you go. He would need the yeah. conditions to go his way, get the right draw, which is obviously important for everybody, but especially somebody like him um, who is not a long hitter. The dude played well last week. Uh, he's played well all year. That's why I picked him over Zach Johnson last week at the Deer. Um, this is a guy who will probably never win a major in his life but has won a major in many people's hearts because of how well he and how good he is as a person no expectations on him he's a president's cup captain we have not had a captain win an event in the year that they're captaining a team in like 20 plus years it's been a while it's hard to pull off that double i really think you could see something good out of steve stricker this week yeah, that's a nice thought. And if we're going along the line of dark horses, it's the Open Championship. I think you're you're absolutely inclined to throw a dollar on Beef. He's a hundred and five <laughs> to one odds, and he finished in the top ten last year at, yeah. the, at the Open Championship. Second so, to last you know, group he, on Sunday. He did. So uh, I would go with that direction. One other, not European, but uh, plays a lot on the European Tour player that I do like. If we're looking for a first-time major winner, is Brandon Grace, uh, fifty-five to one odds this week. Uh, had good performances on tough ball striking venues, uh, such as Chambers Bay as well recently, another one. And uh, I think he has a chance to uh, top ten this week. So we'll look up for those guys as well. Before I get to the last question, your pick to win this week is? Well, as you know, I got about a handful, but I am going to ride with what I said earlier. I do think that this is a great week for Hideki Matsuyama to bring his A game. Uh, so I will stick with Matsuyama as my pick this week. I'm going to go with John Rahm, uh, who I also picked for the Masters, I believe, and, and came up short. I also think Ricky uh, could do it this week. Um, we shall see what happens. But Alex Lazan, my final question for you. Most important question of the whole podcast. Bryson DeChambeau wins the John Deere Classic. Is he right? Has his method been vindicated? If you compare what he has done to a lot of other crazier players with as crazier more methods, yes, he is vindicated. (laughs) He is in that aspect by getting that win. Uh, Obviously, consistently winning on tour and kind of elevating his stature to the next level and being a premier American player, um, you know, to the extent of maybe making a Ryder Cup team, you know, I'm not necessarily saying this is a guy that's winning majors like a Jordan Spieth, but those type of things are definitely possible for him, and it would be an interesting story to see him pave the way for a potential, you know, as he would like to say, a new way to play golf for the amateurs. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, what, what he... You look at, you get the individual win at the NCAAs, you win the amateur, you struggle mightily on the PGA Tour, you get ripped to shreds by every commentator in the world, including yours truly, who thought he would never persevere because I thought he overthought too much, and then he does it, and does it by blitzing the back nine and 30 and making a pressure pack putt on the 72nd hole. No matter what you think of Bryson, you've got to give it to him for that. 
Absolutely, yeah. The putt on 18, it looked like it just wanted to not go in the whole yeah. way as it rolled towards the hole, but it snuck in, and uh, you could see just the elation on his face. You know, yeah, like you said, regardless of kind of how you feel and your gut reaction of, of his first impression on tour was, uh, you got to respect the game he brought Sunday. It was a good win. How early will you wake up Thursday, Friday? Well, I'll be able to work from home on Thursday, Ooh, so I'd, I'd nice. say maybe a little bit earlier on that morning. Maybe I could do five something. Um, you know, I I got the DVR with my friends, so, so I'll be able go. to catch up during the day, and uh, it'll be a great weekend full of uh, breakfast, uh, mimosas, and the open. Oh, you're having some alcohol with it in the morning. You, I mean, you might as well. It's, I feel like it's that it's that kind of setting, and. Uh, so it's a nice way to get the significant other excited about watching golf on a Saturday morning. So There you go. He is Alex Lazan. Thank you so much for coming on Teeing It Up uh, from the side of the road here in Central Jersey. And enjoy the Open. Thank you, sir. See ya. And thank you for listening, everybody. Take care.